Let's have the scripture up if we can. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way. I love it when Paul writes like this. He's basically going, I love you. I think you're amazing. He's about to poke you in the eye. I love you. You're amazing. It's more difficult with people with glasses on. <laughs> Inbuilt defense mechanism. Whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Yodia. I plead with Sintiki. Be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion. Now, actually, some translations have my true companion, and other translations have that Greek word as a name with somebody. Now, I actually think it's a name. It's, he's asking somebody specifically in the congregation to do something. Why wouldn't you in a letter? We forget these are letters to specific congregations at specific times facing specific problems. So I ask you, my friend, you, help these women, since they've contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Here's a situation. There are two people in the congregation in Philippi who clearly don't get on. They're not of one mind. Interestingly, he doesn't say they're being horrible to each other. He doesn't say they're being nasty. He just says they disagree. And he feels that that disagreement is important enough to address in the letter. So clearly it's not about which football team they support. Because we would disagree on some of those things, wouldn't we? Yes? The Arsenal contingent are at the back. And the Spurs contingent are elsewhere. We won't mention Watford or Wickham. There's some things that it doesn't matter we disagree on. And clearly, these ladies disagree on something that's more important. Because otherwise Paul wouldn't say, be of one mind. I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it very simple. Paul, the title of it in the new international version is... Final greetings and plea for unity. It's not like he hasn't mentioned unity in the previous three chapters, is it? You know, he keeps saying, I'm going to repeat myself, doesn't he? I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say this again. What we think he's saying again and again is rejoice. Because he is. But sneaking up behind that is the plea for unity. He's saying to Yodia and Sintiki, sort yourselves out. Be of one mind. Or be of the mind, the same mind as the Lord. So he's not saying to Choi, you believe one thing, 
And to Celia, you believe another thing. Now, one of you's got to agree with the other one. What he's saying is, what is the Lord saying? What is the mind of the Lord? Now, agree in that. Yeah? He's saying, hear what the Lord is saying and be of one mind. He's not saying we've got to agree with each other, but we've got to agree with him. Here we go. Is it important to worship? Do we agree on that? Okay. Is it important to share the gospel with other people? Yeah? Is it important that we read scripture? Is it important that we listen to the voice of the Lord and obedient to him? Do we all believe that Jesus rose from the dead? That's a good job. Because if you don't, go home now. It's pointless. We agree on quite a lot, don't we? So why do the little things cause so much pain and division when we agree on so much? In the garden, Eve was told she could eat from half the trees in the garden. Is that right? No? So which, how many trees could she eat from? All of them except? Thank you. Two. There were two trees in the garden. Well, that's the name of a book by Rick Joyner. <laughs> there were two trees in the garden they couldn't eat from. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of eternal life. They were the two trees they couldn't. Once they'd eaten of the wrong things, they were the two trees that they couldn't eat of. They could beforehand, but not once she'd fallen. Once they'd fallen, they couldn't eat of eternal life. Do you realize we've eaten of the tree of eternal life this morning? Because who is the tree of eternal life? Jesus. And we've taken bread and wine. So we have taken, we've eaten of the tree of eternal life today. Couldn't it? That's the restoration. How did the enemy get her to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? He lied? What did he get to focus on? Herself? I mean, that's a really good answer. Not the one I was hoping for, but it's a really, really good answer. No, it's a really good answer. And to focus on herself, that looks good. That looks tasty. He got her to focus on the detail. He got her to focus on the one thing. And Adam was just stupid enough not to notice. I'm not blaming Eve for this. Adam was, together, they messed it up big time. But the enemy, Satan got her to look at the very small bit of prohibition rather than the vast bit of allowing. You can eat from any tree apart from this one. And now you've eaten this one, you can't eat that one either. But still, wow, anything, anything. No, 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 look, look, God's being horrible. He's saying no to this tiny, tiny bit. And the enemy's scheme is still exactly the same for us. I could have gone on with that list of questions, couldn't I? Do we agree with this? Do we agree with that? And you would have all gone, yes. Yep, yep, yep. 
But what he gets us to do is to look at the little bits that we don't agree on. Which normally, really, don't matter. There's all this stuff going on in the Church of England at the moment, which is a real pain. And the Church of England, what is hitting the Church of England at the moment is got nothing to do with gender and sexuality. What? But that's what it's all about. No, it's not. It's all about where we take authority from. If we believe in the authority of Scripture, we're in one side of that discussion. And if we don't believe in the authority of, of Scripture, and we believe in the authority of human minds, we're in a different part. It's not about... As ever, the issue is not the issue that's presenting. It's the issue behind, and it's about what we believe about Scripture. Do we believe Scripture is the infallible Word of God? I didn't go inerrant there. I went infallible to try and catch most of you. We believe it's the Word of God, don't we? You know, and it's the final authority in all matters of faith and conduct. Those of you who have been involved in the CU, a phrase you should understand. In all yeah, it's, it's where we go. It's what shapes us. Got to read it. Got to read it. No, you've got to read it. And not just take my word for it. You've got to read it. Because it's the word of God that shapes you. Remember, we have the word of God, which is scripture. And then we have the word of God, who is Jesus. And then we have the word of God, which is prophecy. Jesus is the final authority. Scripture is his expression and then we have prophetic words that we test against the previous two. Yodia and Syntyche, what's Jesus saying to them? What's Paul saying to them? What's the Lord saying to them through Paul? I think he's saying three things. He's implying these rather than saying them directly. I can imagine as a pastor... Paul is looking at them and going, you've worked with me on the mission field. It says that, doesn't it? They were partners in the gospel with Clement. You've worked with me. You've worked with me in evangelism. You've worked alongside me. You were together in that. I could imagine Paul going, oh, for goodness sake, come on. Stop it. If Chris were here, he would tell you, that is a pastoral reaction from most clergy. In the end, you go, oh, come on, guys. You know better than this. You know different to this. You know the scriptures. It's, and it's not me, and it's not Chris, and it's not us. It's the word that says. Where brothers and sisters dwell together in unity, they're the Lord. Are the Philippians, is the Lord commanding blessing over the Philippians then? No. Because they're not dwelling together in unity, are they? Because they disagree. Do you want the Lord to bless St. Leonard's? Do you want the Lord to bless us in St. Leonard's? Do you want the Lord to bless Cheshire boys through us in St. Leonard's? We need to dwell together in unity. The first thing he's telling Yodia... And Sintiki is grow up. 
you know. You know better than this. Now grow up. Sarah, you never want to say to the kids at school, grow up, do you? <laughs> I think we do often. You know, and we're not expecting a six-year-old to act like a 16-year-old. Though we often see 16-year-olds acting... Anyway, moving on. Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I didn't look at anybody. You should... Did you see that? Mum looked around. It's just... Come on, how long, how long have you been a Christian? 20 years? Yeah? 30 years? We did this before, didn't we? Some of you get... Grow up. You know better. Any of you been in churches that have fallen apart because of disunity? Yeah? Come on, Fred, put your hand up. <laughs> you have, haven't you? Some of you have been here all the time. And you've watched this church go like this because of disunity. Come on, think. Think of the attitude towards some of the past leaders. You've watched it fall apart at times and then grow again and then fall and then grow and then fall. Grow up. The second thing he's saying is, for goodness sake, talk to each other. It doesn't say that, but if you're going to be of one mind, you actually need to understand what the one mind is. Yes? We never have any confusion in the office, do we? Ever. You know what's really annoying? You know what Ruth and Alice do? They keep doing what I ask them to do, not what I want them to do. It's really annoying. Because you know what's really annoying about it? It's my fault because I'm not communicating properly. It's not their fault, is it? Eventually, <laughs> once I've got over it. But it's, we talk, we communicate. We don't sit going, oh, if only he knew, if only they knew, if she understood. Well, go talk to them. Go talk to them. Sometimes I worry, well, sometimes Wendy and I, Wendy and I worry because we, we do argue from time to time. Have you noticed that in marriage? Do you, do you guys ever, ever argue? Yeah. yeah. So he said no, she said yes, there you go. <laughs> but arguing isn't a bad thing. Because however inappropriate sometimes, it's still communication. The worst thing is when you don't argue and you bottle it up. And that's when somebody leaves and everybody else goes, we didn't see that coming. That's because there's been no communication. And that's why someone, sometimes the relationships that look really rocky and there's lots of arguments last. Because people are arguing and at least they're communicating. Maybe it should be slightly less aggressively. But, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Grow up. Communicate. And then, be of the same mind in the Lord. It comes back to Scripture. It comes back to what the Lord is saying. Be of the same mind. You know the best way to deal with someone who's causing you issues? Pray for them. Ask the Lord to bless them. Even if you go, Lord, I you bless them. I really don't like them at the moment. And you can say, how many of you have been in a prayer appointment with me when I've said, you need to forgive them. It doesn't justify what they've done, but you need to forgive them. What they did to you was still wrong, but you need to forgive them. 
You forgiving them doesn't change their standing. It changes your heart. Yodia, Sintiki, grow up, talk to each other, and have the right heart. Have the mind of the Lord. Can you put verse 4 up? I know I'm wandering into Denise's territory for next Sunday. I saw a, a video today. Please don't hold me to ransom for this one. But I saw a video a few days ago. A preacher I trust. Apparently there's been some neurological research. The part of the brain that deals with unforgiveness and anger is the same part of the brain that deals with thankfulness and rejoicing. And it can't do both at once. Now, please, if you find research that... But I quite like the idea. Because <laughs> if we're not going to be disunified, if we're not going to be angry with other people, if we're going to do what he wants Sintiki and Yodia to do, what do we need to do? Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. I don't think it's a... It's a coincidence that it follows straight on from this very practical. Oi, you two, stop it. Rejoice again, I say. Rejoice. Guys, we're called to be a community, a prophetic community, a courageous community. We're called to awkward and difficult things. If we're busy moaning and groaning about each other, the awkward and difficult things out in the community will be increasingly awkward and difficult because we won't be unified. Can I call us? I'm going away tomorrow morning. I'm going to call this and let it settle. Come back to it at the, towards the end of September. Philippians is all about dealing with disunity and getting rid of the stuff that stops us following Jesus and Rejoicing. We're called to be a prophetic community. I also believe we're called to be a community that rejoices. A community of praise and worship. That's why it's good to have Johnny back. Not that David and Joe, not that I, not, not that we can't, but Johnny releases in a, in a different way. rejoice in the Lord always I say it again rejoice Johnny didn't get the hint did he <laughs> he's on his way that's what we're going to do we're going to finish this morning rejoicing in the Lord if you've got stuff between people you've got stuff talk about it Seek the Lord. Grow up. Sorry. Hey, I'm talking to myself. We all need to grow up because we need to grow up into the Lord. So I'm not doing that from a position of condescension at all. Grow up in the Lord. Talk to each other. Get over it. And let's rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say, rejoice. Let's stand up.